Hello, and welcome to Good People to Know, a down-to-earth podcast brought to you by WFI Insurance. Traditionally, farms get passed on from generation to generation. With many farmers not having children to pass their farm on to, the average Australian farmer is now well into their 50s, leading to economic and social challenges for agricultural communities. This week, I'm joined by Cultivate Farm CEO Sam Marwood to talk to us about how we keep more older farmers on the land, bring new families onto farms and revitalise regional communities through investment. Hi Sam and thanks for joining us. Um, and can you start by telling me about who Cultivate, Cultivate Farms are and the issues that you're trying to solve? Oh, well, g'day Andrew, it is, it's great to be here. So we are matchmakers uh, with a focus on farm ownership. So we connect people together to own a farm. Uh, we're in a way solving a problem for ourselves that we and co-founders Tim and Tegan Hicks, uh, we all grew up on farms, but our parents said no when we asked for the farm. And so straight away our dreams for owning a farm were crushed. Uh, and then if you're not going to inherit a farm, uh, you're not going to own one. Who, who can afford a multi-million dollar farm? But we've realised over the years that it is possible to own your farm and the key to that is partnering with, with people, uh, with retiring farmers or investors, uh, the other two parties we get next generation farmers to talk, talk to. And our job is to connect them up and see if they can work out a, a deal around sharing ownership. Okay, so you, you probably just, just really answered the, the next question I had there, the, you know, the, the dream of someone owning a farm and having the capital to go into a farm. Yeah, so through using various mechanisms, you try and put aspiring farmers in touch with people that either are on farms or, or can support that activity. So where did the idea stem from? It was uh, just hanging out with my mate Tim Hicks, who's a co-founder, and uh, he just said one day, look, all I want to do is own a farm um, but I'm off being a landscape gardener and doing other things. Imagine if there was a business that helped to buy farms for young people. And I clicked, you know, I clicked and went back to the day my parents said, no, I wasn't getting the farm. And we've just spent the last six years trying to figure it, figure this out. But, you know, as we're talking about it, it is, it is about relationships. We thought we'd have to set up an investment fund. We'd have to get an Australian financial services license. But then we realized, actually, this is actually, in some ways, quite simple, a bit like Tinder or a dating app. It's about finding the right people to get together uh, who can then form a, a relationship. So yeah, next-gen farmers, finding retiring farmers and or investors, uh, and we're seeing it time and time again. These matches happen, and they've been happening for uh, a long time around matching people together and uh, owning a farm together. Uh, we're just trying to do it a bit faster. Is this also a potential pathway for a city dweller? with limited skills but a dream to move on the land to realise that ambition? Absolutely. I think the the carrot of owning a farm is such a big driver. I think about people wanting to be a doctor or a lawyer or, or accountant. They don't, uh, they don't expect to inherit a doctor's practice, but they work for five, ten years and aim for that goal of, of having that business or, or being, being that expert. And that's what we want to open this up. To a, into a free market across all of Australia that anyone who has this desire to be a farmer and to own a farm to say, yep, it's possible. It's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to work for five to 10 years at least to be good enough to be a farmer and then to be hustling to uncover those people you can partner with. Uh, so we're saying, yes, if this is a dream of yours, go for it. You don't have to take this off your list. Most people think the only way they're going to own their farm is inheriting. And we're saying, no, there, there are many ways you can own your farm, which is a big driver. 
but you've got to be one, a good, good enough farmer. So for someone to consider partnering with you, you have to be a good farmer. So get out there and work on a farm and become the best. You've got to have a plan. You've got to know what you want and where you want and know you can make money and, and do a good job. You've got to be inspired that this is possible. This is a big dream, but we've got plenty of case studies to keep you inspired. And then you've just got to tell as many people as you can and, and ask as many people as you can uh, that you want this dream to come true and you just need someone to partner with. So maybe, Sam, for, for an older farmer who perhaps uh, there isn't the uh, uh, either children coming through to take over the farm, but they want to exit the farm, what's the benefit for them in the arrangement? Aegean Farm is the, is the concept we're using more and more. Um, I think about our family farm and we always had a vision for where we were taking it and that's, the, I think, the carrot or the, the idea we want farmers who are of retirement age to say, well, you can still be involved in your farm and you've probably got that back paddock you want to improve and you've got these other projects you want to improve and retirement or stepping back doesn't mean those visions can't be realised. We're saying if you've got a... Uh, a desire to stay on your farm but you know, maybe you're slowing down and you don't have kids who want the farm or the kids don't deserve it or you don't have kids that you can still stay involved and offer this ability for a next generation farmer who you get along with who shares your values who respects the work you've done to your farm for many years and to say well you could partner with them and you could offer an amazing opportunity to keep or attract a a young family into your community you can step back and become the chairperson rather than the ceo uh, and do other things in your life uh, as well as ensuring your vision for your farm can be realized so we we talk to many retiring farmers and i guess we open up that that mindset for them to say you don't have to sell and walk away if you don't have family there are other people's kids who would love to be adopted uh, into your family in, in effect and, and carry on your legacy. And so that retiring farmer, I suppose, even though they might want to exit the land and maybe you know they uh, want to do some other things, but they can still maintain that connection to, to the land they've been on for a long time and be that mentor to the, the next person coming through, I suppose. That mentoring, sharing knowledge, uh, yeah, again, seeing the vision for the land uh, that they've had, uh, it's that continuation that we, we love to see. And and strengthening the community, getting you involved in the footy club more and more and, and other community activities rather than having to be there on the farm every day. There, there can just be so many benefits. And people often get hung up by the technical details of how that transition could happen. Is it a share farm? Is it equity? Is there a time lag? All those things. There are lawyers and accountants out there that have answers to that. The number one thing first is to find someone you think is worthy uh, of your farm and that you get along with and that you wake up every morning going, I am so glad to be working with this farmer. That's the relationship you need to set up at the start and to, just to know that there are many ways to, to form that relationship uh, legally, uh, but the first thing is find the right people. It's a great initiative, Sam, but can you share with us uh, an example um, where you've actually made the perfect match? What, you know, what, what, what does that look like and how does, it, how does it look for both sides? Yeah, I think about Trish, uh, who's a, a farmer of retirement age, uh, and she's got two farms with her husband, one in Western Victoria and one in Western Australia. Uh, and uh, they've been thinking about the West Australian property that they, they don't really want to let it go, but they want to see it's looked after for the long term, that idea around seeing a vision for their property. And Trish heard about what we're doing and we've, we had a couple of phone calls and worked through the options. And I said, your attitude to this is the exact attitude we'd love to see from many farmers all over Australia, that attitude of sharing and seeing what another farmer could do to realise the vision for the property. And just the other week I was speaking and, uh, and Trish said that this has probably been one of the most enjoyable journeys of her life is to find an re- aspiring farmer, 
who shares their values, who respects the land, who understands their vision for the property, and now they're working on a, a share farm uh, agreement on the property. They don't want to sell the property, but they are keen to build a business and share the risk on the business side of things with the, the next generation uh, couple. So that you know that sort of statement around sharing uh, being a great journey is one that you know, gave us so much hope because in so many ways uh, you think about farming as a, a family business, the idea of sharing with people outside your family, it's a big big mindset to and a big idea to get your head around uh, but to see that when you just open your mind a little bit more and you can find people you get along with that it, it can be a great journey and, and lead to a great outcome and uh, you know Trisha's example is something we we hang on to a lot and uh, when, we, when there are many matches like this happening all over Australia and we know there's matches happening with farmers without our involvement. They hear what we're doing and they go out and, and make their own matches uh, and we just give them the guidance to have the conversation. Uh, but yeah, love to see more examples like that repeated across the country. And Sam, farmers are the backbone of regional rural Australia. Um, what does this mean for the local community and how does the community benefit? Our, our vision is around rejuvenating regional communities and we our thesis behind that is that the inability for the next generation to own their farm means that they go off and do something else. And so what we're saying is if we can offer and show locals that they can be matchmakers and make ownership possible, that we can keep and attract the next generation into farming or to stay in farming, if we can offer that carrot, ownership just seems to be such a massive driver, such a massive need for farmers to have that ownership of the dirt and, and know that the, their toiling is leading to their benefit and their community benefit, uh, if we can offer that, we'll, we'll uh, bring people back and, and make communities uh, thriving again uh, if we can just, again, offer that ownership. So for us, we think this is fundamental to the regional, regional Australia's thriving. Uh, and again, we just need more of these case studies to inspire more retiring farmers to stay on the land and, and keep the next generation on the land. Sam, we've talked about the retiring farmer, um, but the other part of what Cultivate Farms does is find investors for farms. Can you share with us a bit more information about uh, uh, how you've helped with matching investors with interested farmers? So investors, I used to think that was a big word, and it still is when people hear that, you think investors. So someone sitting in a skyscraper in one of the capital cities with lots of money and no, you know, no empathy uh, and just wants money, money, money we're realising that these are mums and dads and locals in communities who love the idea of backing farmers and that's what we're uncovering more and more. So we know there is money out there, we know there are people and we're finding them all the time who want to back farmers. The issue and the, and the focus for us is on the next generation. We work alongside them, we've got a, a farm pitching program called Cultivator and we get alongside next gen farmers and say, well, if you want to own your farm, you need to have a proposal and you need to put that in front of local investors and people in your community and your family who have money and you could be backed, but who's going to back you unless you have a plan? So we know there is money out there uh, and but the biggest limitation is that these people with money don't know the next generation or quality farmers want to do a deal. And so a lot of our time is spent encouraging, working alongside these farmers to develop a pitch. You can jump on our website and three, see these three-minute videos that so many farmers have pulled together now, which is really, you know, gives you tingles seeing just people who have sold the earth having a crack and showing, yep, I'm a good farmer. I just need someone to get alongside me and we'll, we'll grow good food and we'll make money together. 
We've talked about the finding investors for farms and putting investors in touch with prospective farmers. Uh, have you got any success stories where you've matched investors with, uh, with want-to-be farmers? Yeah, I think about Claire Coates. Um, Claire uh, does free-range pigs and was, uh, was uh, leasing a property but uh, needed to have the security of the land. So Claire went through our farm pitching program and I still remember the day we sat down uh, with her pitch and uh, a number of other farmers with an investor and we went around and reviewed the proposals and the investor said, all right, these are all great. Which one should we go with? And Claire's was the highest ranking and ended up being invested. And that was three years ago, uh, buying a farm and a business together. Uh, and these are just like-minded people and they catch up regularly. The investor um, just talks from a strategic point of view around the business, doesn't get involved in the nuance of the detail really much at all, just is getting around Claire to make sure she's a success. So that's sort of the highlight investment deal we've been able to pull together again just matching like-minded people to farm well and probably another good example uh, we, we haven't been involved in the past but it's given me hope and we're working on together more is a man called Stephen Fisher in northwest Tassie who now has set up Circular Head Farm and they have purchased 11 farms um, for 11 far- a share farmers so next-gen farmers using local investment so they've got 50 investors now. Uh, I think the fund's over $100 million, but all about buying local dairy farms uh, for locals. And that is the sort of solution we're championing and, and going to expand that program with them across Australia. Uh, and just shows you again that there is money out there. There are good farmers out there. It's just our job to, to match people together to, to find a great outcome for everybody. Just that example, certainly, that just shows that whole the community aspect, doesn't it? Rallying around and supporting each other. It's so true. The solutions are in your backyard. How have you found the, the growth, Sam? Is it sort of through word of mouth, so through some of the success stories you've had that Cultivate Farms is getting out there? Or how are you you're, you're coming in, into touch with either investors or, or you know, would-be farmers? Yeah, more and more it's word of mouth. We've got a lot of people who you know, sign up as, as members. We've got about 2,000 aspiring farmers on our database now. Uh, and they're telling other people. And we, we tell people in our farmers to use us as a sort of a conversation icebreaker to say, oh, there's this organisation called Cultivate Farms and they're all about helping to you know, make ownership possible. And usually that helps with the discussions with retiring farmers. You know, ownership is a big thing. So word of mouth is definitely a, a key area. We give away as much information as we can. So you know, my head, my buffet is on YouTube a lot. Uh, uh, where you can go see just our tips and tricks around how you can develop your proposal, how you can get in front of retiring farmers. Uh, so, you know, YouTube and uh, Facebook and, and website have just been such a massive uh, benefit for us to get the word out uh, and then people now sharing it. And, and case studies, you know, I think about Claire Coates who pitched and got an investor to back her on a farm, free-range pig farm in central Victoria. Uh, just being able to tell that story inspires people and, and breaks that... Um, that mindset barrier that most people think is not possible, therefore I'm not going to think about it. So we just try and get those case studies out there of, of people who have found a match and, and are farming with, with somebody. And just looking at a couple of the, the terms you use, you've used them a couple of times as we've been talking, um, farm ready, matchmaking. So as you said, you know, helping the aspiring farmer be ready to take that on, understanding what they're taking on, but then also being able to, to put them in touch with someone that can actually, that they can partner with and, uh, uh, and work with it. So uh, farm ready and matchmaking is probably the, the, the key couple of themes, aren't they? It really is. And there are so many farmers who are ready. They are ready and they just need the community. They need us to get alongside them and say, stick at it. You are good enough. If you want this, you know, you've got this crazy dream to own your farm, it is possible. And let's, you know, let's get regional communities. Let's get the government. Let's get people backing 
these next generations encouraging them so you know the, the best people are uh, with the with the attitude and the skills get on our land and, and grow good food for us we need them to uh, we've got to get behind them you talked about uh, regional councils and, and government. Do you, do you, you know, do you, do you get good support from, from those sort of organisations? Are they promoting uh, Cultivate Farms and, and what you're trying to do? So how, how do you find getting that word of mouth out and getting support from, from you know, the, the, the regional communities and government? Yeah, we've had a lot of support from the Farmers' Federations, National Farmers' Federation, all the state-based uh, groups as well. Everyone's got a bit of a focus on the next generation, uh, and so we're always jumping in and helping out and throwing ideas around and, and sharing information. So... Government's been great. Local councils, we've had a lot of mayors we're chatting to around how they can be match matchmakers themselves, uh, particularly in, in Victoria. We've had a lot of discussions with mayors. Uh, so and that's, I guess, an open, open invitation to anyone, I guess, anywhere. If, you're, if you've got this bias to your community, which I'm hoping everybody does, uh, whether you're a mayor or you're working in agriculture industry or you supply uh, products to farmers, I think that you should be a matchmaker. You should be encouraging the next generation we've got ideas on how to do that but you can be doing it yourself um, and encouraging that next generation to come through so we all benefit uh, but yeah government uh, uh, community groups uh, and ag industry uh, definitely have a focus on this and, and we're here to help them think through all the different options but there's hope there is absolutely hope and most people don't think there is and that's what we often just get out there and say it's possible you can own your farm all we're, we're going to do is get behind these farmers and and encourage them and help them to see it's possible and, and get more matches happening. And Sam, you mentioned the National Farmers Federation and the, the state-based farming organisations. Um, you know, it, it is a pretty exciting time in, in the farming community at the moment. The NFF's got the, you know, towards $100 billion worth of farm grape produce uh, with a number of initiatives underway. So, you know, the future for, for Australian agriculture does look very promising. Oh, it does. And again, we all love our, our good food and you know, there's a focus on doing that sustainably as well. And I think the next generation do have that focus on, on farming well, farming sustainably, farming for their community. To me, I'm full of hope again of, of we have the right people to take us into the next you know, 50 years, 100 years of, of farming. Again, we've just got to get around them. Uh, it, it is really exciting. Uh, and yeah, that's why we're in this industry. We love it. And, uh, and I always say I love eating good food. So I want to make sure we've got those good farmers growing it. And Sam, you're not limited to any any style of farming. It for from grains farms to to beef cattle uh, through poultry. So, you know, as broad as farming is, is, is it fits the remit. Absolutely, our limitation is people. So uh, it's it's all the same concept. Doesn't matter if it's small or large or what type of farming. It's it's around matching people together to find a, a deal that works for them. Uh, we expect those parties know how to farm and know how to make money and, and do it well. So we're not experts in that side of things. Um, but we're experts in, in bringing people together that have the same values. So, yeah, no limitation on, on farming, just as long as they're humans who are farming. If it's robots, we're probably not our area, but uh, humans who are farming together, that's, that's what the, the core concept is around. And Sam, it's been fascinating chatting today. Um, and if there's any aspiring or retiring farmers or investors listening who are inter- interested in the program, where can they find out more? Jump onto cultivatefarms.com. You can sign up to our newsletter. Uh, we have an aging on farm guide that is free for anyone to uh, download and use. So we'd love to share that with the retiring farmers um, and uh, investors just to get into touch and we'll help you think through what you really want and, and connect you with some locals uh, in your area. Uh, but jump on the website, jump on Facebook and uh, just Google. Uh, there's plenty of content out there now around this. Um, so I'd, I'd basically say, ha- you know, if you are thinking about sharing ownership, whether you're an investor, aspiring farmer or, or retiring farmer, that there are so many case studies out there as possible. Now your focus is to try and find someone that you get along with. 
Sam, thanks for joining us today. It's been a fantastic conversation and a fantastic initiative and wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Uh, it's very exciting and uh, thank you for help to helping to spread the word.